0: This is where we remember truth, to make the world a better place, one person at a time. I'm Claire Lottier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified Life Mastery Consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. You know, everyone, when I used to record these podcast episodes, I was always trying to create a perfect studio sound environment. <laughs> Depending on where we were and what the conditions were, that wasn't always possible. Although my husband has built me a, a wonderful little, uh, uh, you know, box, uh, studio box to, uh, To do these recordings from and it's it's really effective. But I got to tell you, it's such a beautiful day uh, that I've set my recording equipment up on the table so that I can look outside at the wildflowers and feel the breeze. And I decided to uh, not try to sanitize the sound, but to let you in on the the ambiance here. I don't know, you might occasionally be able to hear some birds in the background or the breeze or something. So maybe it's not the uh, kind of studio sound that I, uh, I've i always tried to go for <laughs> with uh, varying degrees of success. But um, it is um, more of where where I am. And since I'm telling you a story about how all of this happened it seemed fitting somehow to let you feel the spirit of the place uh, in soundscape if uh, if you're able to hear anything well we'll see you know i'm sitting here looking out the glass doors of my home at a beautiful array of different shades of green it's amazing how many shades of green there are isn't it <laughs> i'm looking out over the little valley towards the river and the village wondering how to start telling you about the next part of this story. And even now I'm sort of amazed that I'm sitting here. In some ways being here seems like the most natural thing in the world. Like I've always been here. And in other ways, I still can't believe it happened. It's springtime. The first spring that I've witnessed here, and every day is a delight of discovery of what new trees and flowers are blooming. The first thing to appear in spring in this part of the world is a little bush that the French call Mimosa. Mimosa. <laughs> it's the herald of springtime. All of a sudden, it just pops out of the landscape. Trembling sprigs of wild jolly perfectly round and intensely bright yellow balls that seem to say surprise <laughs> spring is here and then the almond trees begin to deploy sprays of delicate soft white flowers and they all emerge from the landscape identifying themselves by their blooms as if as if they were taking a quiet step forward You start to see rows of white and yellow wildflowers that grow in the vineyards, and then tiny pink blossoms spring up along the roads and all the hedges. It's as if each blooming plant were adding its voice to an orchestral movement that begins to grow and swell suddenly everywhere you look there are poetic and fanciful ornaments being added to the tapestry of color shape and aroma cherry trees with their pink blossoms cystus a quiet ubiquitous bush with a wonderful warm resinous smell and velvety soft green leaves springs forth these floppy hot pink flowers with a yellow center that open during the day and close at night There are purple lilacs, I can see from here, a profusion of them, and some strange bush that just in the last day or so has exploded with tiny blue blossoms over every square inch. The leaves are coming out on the fig trees and teeny tiny figs are starting to appear and the grapevine that grows over the pergola of this room is unfurling aubergine colored leaves. I've also discovered two different kinds of irises popping up in our gardens and a whole array of multicolored wildflowers carpeting the hills with exquisite miniature blooms. Most recently, colonies of poppies have started splashing the countryside with wild dabs of dancing red. There are just so many things that exist just to be beautiful and graceful, it seems. What's also amazing to me is how much of it is edible around here. I love following a certain path near our house. It's a dirt road full of ruts and potholes that meanders through the vineyards and into the Garrigue where I come across wild mint, thyme, fennel, lavender of course, rosemary, juniper, olive trees, fig trees, passion fruit, wild orchids, so many things just growing wild in the countryside. So many colors, so many wonderful smells. So many things you can just pull right off that you can just eat them, you know, so many love notes left for me and for anyone who passes by, by the gentle hand of the Creator. And it seems to me and I don't know how I missed it all before how we couldn't see it or feel it but love and light are brimming from every atom of space and this world is becoming a paradise. The quality of the light has changed and the air seems to be filled with invisible sparkles that although they can't be seen, at least by me, they can be sensed. Now I'm not the only one who's saying this or perceiving this and it's not just the intuitives, the yogis, the healers, and the mystics who are talking about these changes. Many brilliant and respected humans who have degrees and awards in the sciences, like brain and heart researchers, geobiologists, quantum and astrophysicists are noticing these changes being reflected in their various disciplines and quantifying them. I know for sure that everything has changed, and it feels important to continue to emphasize this. The paradigm that most of us were born into and brought up in has changed, despite appearances to the contrary in some places at this time. These chaotic and heartbreaking scenes are expressions of the old paradigm dying off. There's a new pattern of life on our planet now. This new paradigm we're in, this new earth that's being born right now, this new existence is one where everything that is in alignment with truth, with harmony, with our growth, with our joy, with peace and kindness and compassion is supported and sustained. The light is coming. The light is already here. This is what we need to be focused on the other shoe is not gonna drop. It's a time to realize and embrace and accept the gift of life as a gift, not as a trial or a scenario where doom is inevitable, where eventually everything turns into pain or disappointment or death. It is still possible to choose those options And it is the default thinking for still many people. But things are truly changing now, have already changed, and the tide has already turned. This is precisely why certain forces are attempting to tighten control over the people. Now, but don't be discouraged by this. Don't be drawn in. Awakening is an unstoppable power. And you are awakening whatever you want to become now, whatever beautiful dream you want to live, it's more possible than it has ever been because the entire universe and the paradigm of this planet are supporting our ascension to higher states of consciousness and higher states of consciousness come from the inside of us. They come from inside our cells, inside our molecules. It's God imminent, God within. Growing, increasing, and these higher states are beautiful, joyful, peaceful, blissful states of existence. This is where we're going now. Back in the fall, I went through a pretty rough period here, which I wrote about on social media. And as I look back on it now, I believe that in part it was caused by the fact that I was not yet fully embracing this new paradigm and I still believed somewhere in me that now that I had received this great gift or gotten what I wanted that I would have to pay for it. <laughs> that now I would have to deal with the downside of having a deep dream fulfilled. I was still in a duality of good bad still believed that I couldn't really just be happy just be grateful just receive without having to make up for it somehow or torture myself with fear and doubt I was still expecting the other shoe to drop because I couldn't truly deserve this wonderful outcome could I (laughs) how many times have you done that to yourself we are as our creator created us originally and we always have been and we always will be We have been created perfect, worthy, deserving of all good by virtue of our origin, which is divine. We just have a hard time believing it, (laughs) if we've ever even conceived of the notion, because it's been a long road to get here. We are a long way from perceiving our true magnificence and nobility, but it is becoming more possible now and it's coming from inside of us. The light is growing in us, and soon we will be able to see more. Inspired by this place, La Fargo, and the intense feeling of love and connection I have with this land, the veil must have parted a little bit so that I could step through and actually begin a process of awakening on a deeper level than anything I had ever experienced before. It had to happen here for some reason, and some part of me knew it. So as I drove away from the fateful and fortuitous meeting with Christophe, where I had finally seen and explored the property and connected with the potential of it being mine in a more concrete way, my mind was filled with images of my family eating around a big table outside on the terrace, or hanging out around the pool, or talking late into the night around a fire pit. I could hear the voices of my cousin's kids, the squeals of my niece and nephew, and the sound of their feet slapping on the tiles. I could feel the chill-out vibe of my husband's kids, and I could see the faces of various friends and loved ones who would come to join us there. I imagined Kristoff handing over the keys and felt the champagne glass in my hand, the crystal, and heard the cork pop And I could see his smiling face and feel a connection with him and a sense of celebration. All this as I was driving back to my aunt and uncle's house in Montpellier with my luggage, getting ready to fly out the next day. I knew that I would see two of my cousins there since it was La Toussaint. That's just the name for one of the numerous two-week vacation periods that occur throughout the year here. I always been a little bit cagey in the past talking about my real estate aspirations in France. Even though my family knew that I wanted to own something here, I never really got specific about the details beyond telling them where I was looking. Probably because to talk about it made it real. Committed me to making a decision and taking action. Probably also because my ideas about what I wanted were fairly unconventional. And I'd been unsure of myself up until this time. But this time, I arrived at the house on a high from my visit to La Fargo and all the synchronicities that had made, first of all, finding the place and then meeting with Christoph possible. I was eager to share the experience, eager to show them pictures, eager to add their energy and intention to my own. I should tell you that I'm uncommonly close to my cousins. I adore them. I love their voices, their energy, their curly curly hair, their laughter, the way they smell. I love hugging them and staying up late talking with them. I've had more soulful conversations with my cousins than with anyone else in my life and they mean the world to me. So the idea of celebrating with them at my new home, for it was already that in my mind, filled me with joy and the hope that it could really happen. Katun, that's one of my cousins, that's her childhood nickname. Her name is Katherine Catherine, we call her Katun. She gave me her twinkly eyes when she saw my face. She knew something was up. So what's the latest? She asked me. I said, I've found it. I found the place and you won't believe the crazy way in which it all went down. Now all she knew was that I had been, in the fall, spending some time living up in the Minervois region and that I hadn't felt really very good there. I had told her I was planning a move of some kind to change locations. And I had moved down to La Grasse because it didn't feel right where I had been. A few weeks before I had confided my doubts to her about whether I was in the right place, told her I had planned to change locations. Over the years I had shared a lot with her and with her brother, my other cousin, with whom you might remember from earlier in the story, I had first visited La Grasse a couple of years before, randomly, or so it seems. (laughs) Since my return to France in 2016. I had renewed the bonds with my French family and in particular with these two, sharing in depth about my spiritual journey and the emotional challenges that came with the territory and which sometimes felt overwhelming. They'd followed the ups and downs of the last several years and I knew that their hearts were invested in my journey in a way that was personal and meaningful to them. But I hadn't shared anything about La Fargo until now. Did you find another piece of land? She asked me, sidling up for a hug. No, I said, putting my arms around her excitedly. This is a house. Well, sort of. It's two houses, except for they're not really houses. But they are on a beautiful piece of property, and there's a pool and a river and a view, and the whole place is totally amazing. What about domes, she said. <laughs> I said, there aren't any domes, but there, there's potential you could find a place to put a dome. Where, she asked me. Near La Grasse, I said. She's like, oh, so that's different from where you were looking before. I know, I said. I've been there for two weeks and it feels really good. Well, that's important, she said. You have to feel good. So tell me about this place. I said, well... Let's let the pictures speak for themselves. And then I'll tell you how I came upon it and all the crazy synchronicities around it. So I whipped out my phone with a mischievous smile and began to navigate to the pictures I'd taken over the last couple of days. Meanwhile, her sister and my oldest cousin, Florence, had come to peer over our shoulders with curiosity. Claire has found her dream home, Katun said to her sister. Ooh, really? And Florence snuggled in for a peek. Show me, show me. I started casually scrolling through some of the pictures, just waiting for their reactions with a kind of giddy anticipation. Wait, what? Florence says. Wow, Katun says, shaking one hand like they do here to indicate awe and appreciation. So luxurious, says Flo. Look at those floor to ceiling windows. Wow, what a beautiful pool. Are those poured concrete floors? When was it built? Where is it again? How many bedrooms did you say? What do you mean there's no kitchen? And all the furniture is included? In the course of answering all their questions, I showed them all my pictures and videos and told them basically the story that I've been telling you about seeing the place online, about no one responding to my inquiries, having no idea where it was, moving down to the area by chance, happening upon it on the first day as I had a feeling I would, paying attention to the signs when I went back and finally meeting Kristoff that very day. I showed them our family name in the mayor's office to their delight and wonder, and then I told them to pick out their rooms. Pick out your rooms, I said, because that's where you'll be staying when we all get together there as a family huge smiles spread across their faces and they giggled and teased me about the way I am I guess <laughs> years ago when I shaved my head and I went from a long mane of hair to basically nothing I sent them the video of my newly shorn self to which Katun responded you don't do things halfway do you <laughs> and it was the same thing this time She said, so let me get this straight. You've gone from looking for some land to build some kind of dome on to buying a former luxury boutique hotel with no kitchen that you have no idea how to afford. And I'm like, that's about the size of it. Here's the thing though, I said, when you come to visit me here and stay in one of these beautiful rooms, you will know that a miracle has occurred because without some kind of miracle... I don't know how this is going to happen. There was some high-fiving around the table and they cheered me on, but I don't know if they really thought that it could happen. After all, it was kind of crazy. On the flight home, I opened up my mind again and said, Spirit, I need your help. Show me a path to this dream. I started working with the mastermind brainstorming possible creative ways that money could be raised to buy the place including ones that seemed totally improbable or that i didn't even like just to get the flow of ideas going and state my openness to the universe then i started sketching ideas for how i would redesign that one building to enclose it and accommodate a kitchen i did all this on the plane looking through the photos and the videos over and over and impregnated my consciousness with the place. Once home in Canada, I went over everything I had of the place. I wrote to Christophe and followed up with him and he wrote back from Laos. He sent me the original architectural drawings for the buildings and the land survey. I Google Earthed the property and showed it to my husband. I took him on a walkabout through the village in street view, coming as close to the property as we could. We even walked across the little bridge and partway up the hill. It was amazing because the last pictures from Google Earth showed the place in its infancy with the pool under construction. And so it was like traveling into the past. You're going one way up the hill and you see a blue sky and then you turn around, you go back the other way. The pictures were taken on a different day and it's cloudy and gray. It's just crazy. I also drove in quotes my husband into La Grasse in Street View to show him how beautiful it was. I spent hours looking at the place from every angle I could online. Going to sleep at night, I would imagine myself falling asleep there, inside one of the rooms. Sometimes I would play a video of the place just to make the sounds that were there, ambient around me in my room in Canada. I listened to the birds and the river again and I breathed the air as if I was there. I imagined the place all around me with my eyes closed. I imagined waking up in the morning and what would be my morning routine there. I rewrote my vision statement to include it and started speaking gratitude for having it all ready, morning and evening. I did everything I knew to do and everything I teach to work on the inner planes and build my relationship with the place in the light of my mind and feelings. I built an etheric relationship with it. And I thought about it the way that you think about someone you're madly in love with all the time. Every day I loaded up on inspiration, listening morning, noon and night to every great soul who could remind me to trust the laws and even created looped audio recordings of my vision to play in my sleep. (laughs) Once I felt saturated with the place, saturated with the dream, I would let it go for a time and then start again based on intuitive feeling. So this is a key thing about conscious manifestation. There's a sweet spot that you can tune into by feeling with regard to your vision. When does saturating yourself with your dream turn into push energy? This is the thing. Many people are still using willpower to make things happen in the world rather than aligning with their spiritual will. So aligning with the will, the higher faculty of the will, which is not willpower at all. That is the way of ease and grace. I did a whole episode on that in my series about the higher faculties, the gifts of grace. So you can listen to that. But basically, it comes down, as it always does, to what vibration we're offering the universe. How do you feel when you're envisioning what you want? That's the key. You'll know it if you've gone into push energy because it won't feel good. You'll start to feel stressed or resistant when you picture elements of your dream. It's an energy that says, I want it, but I'm afraid I can't have it. So this goes to our basic insecurity about ourselves, that what we want isn't possible for some reason, that we aren't worthy or deserving enough, or that God's will for us is in conflict with our own somehow. As you come to accept and allow that God's will for you is joy and peace, you picture what you want lovingly with the feeling that it's already yours. You know that it's this or something even better still because the universe always wants what's highest and best for me. So even if it doesn't turn out to be this exact thing, even if it takes some different form, it will still give me this wonderful feeling of joy and peace and fulfillment. When you've saturated yourself with your vision, there comes a moment that feels like a sense of completion, of completeness and gratitude for the gift. That's when it's time to let it go from your mind and go about your business. Later on, you can picture it lovingly again with thanks for all the good things and the blessings that are already present in your life, trusting that when you live in a benevolent universe and that everything that is good and wonderful and right for you is on its way, then you can let the images go again until the next time. So this was the way that I was attempting to work with the energy of creation but I was by no means perfect at it. And I want you to understand that you don't have to be perfect at it. When you are aligned, it's so powerful that it really takes care of a lot of the time that you're not aligned, right? So we always do our best. We attempt to work with the energy. We endeavor, right? With hope and with faith. But very often doubts did enter my mind and I had no idea how to come up with what was necessary to secure the place. Sometimes it felt very far away indeed, that I was being unrealistic and living in a fantasy world. Sometimes I worried that I was crazy or out of touch to want something like this. But I replayed the scenes over and over in my mind, particularly the ones where I had asked for signs and received them to reassure myself that I had indeed been guided in this process. And I kept returning to the question of what would I love if I could truly have anything? Where would I love to be? If money were no object, what would I choose? And the answer always came back the same, La Fargo. One day, I put the pictures of the property into my Zoom background. As a coach, I'm on Zoom all the time with clients. So I was a bit nervous about doing this and I did hesitate. I thought, what will I say to people when they ask me about my Zoom background? Because they inevitably will. If I tell people about it, then they'll know that I want this. And what if I can't manifest it? I'll totally bomb as a coach. (laughs) Yes, these were the kind of insecure thoughts I had about me, right? Of how will people see me? And then I thought, well, you better put them up there then. Walk your talk. Be open about what you want to create. Inspire your clients to know that they can do the same. Of course, there was a voice that said, yeah, but if you fail, everyone's going to (laughs) know. Don't we all have a voice like that in our head that tells us nasty things? I'm no different. And I knew that by making myself publicly accountable before the people I serve, I was doubling down on this dream big time. So when clients started to remark on my new Zoom background, I told them, this is my dream home in France, and I'm working on bringing it into my life. I felt very vulnerable and exposed sharing this, but I figured either way, it would be a good learning experience for me and for my clients, whether I succeeded or not, I would share my strengths and my weaknesses, my faith and my doubts, and anything that developed could be a teaching tool. So I began a carousel of rotating images of of the place on Zoom, putting myself in different locations on the property. And because I have a green screen, it made the images that much more realistic. I began to feel energetically connected to the place much of the time even as I lived my life in the totally different surroundings of a Canadian winter and actually one time I was giving a workshop and I I had myself sitting on the the balcony of one of the rooms overlooking the pool and there were people who uh, were in that workshop who actually thought that I lived in France (laughs) they actually thought that I was already there so in this delightful way my clients and my yoga students and pretty much anyone that I talked to on zoom became intimately familiar with the place as well as me. Ooh, what room is that? They would ask, or show me the one with the pool in the background. <laughs> so they also started to orient themselves into that space energetically with me. And I felt somehow that this added strength and energy to my own vision. Meanwhile, My husband was definitely intrigued by the place, though non-committal. It was November and we figured we would make the trip to France at the end of January to check it out together. We were in a lockdown in Canada, and so were they in France, but we thought that, you know, we'd give the world enough time to shift, and then we could make the trip by the end of January. So we connected with Christophe about the possibility of staying there for a few days to really get a feel for the place, and he agreed to arrange for the heat to be turned on in one of the rooms, so that was the plan. But as you know, Life sometimes has other plans, and the world was on a different timing than I was. <laughs> not only did we not make it in January, but we also wouldn't make it back for another seven months. As rolling lockdowns in various countries made travel impossible into January and February and beyond, France also imposed a rule saying that even French citizens, and I am a French citizen, could not enter the country from outside of Europe. Things were at a standstill. But that, as it turns out, was exactly what was needed. Sometimes, even though it may look like things are going the opposite way from where you think they should, The conditions required for the manifestation of your dream are actually being created just as a seed underground in a dark and frozen winter is gathering energy to sprout when conditions are favorable because it's been programmed to do so. In the next and final installment of this series, I will tell you about my vacillations between faith and doubt how I brazenly scheduled a retreat at La Fargo for the following year and then almost gave up and actually started looking at other places online. I'll tell you about the amazing letter that Christophe wrote me and that just as well could have come from my higher self and how, after deciding that the place couldn't work and wasn't right for us, how I realized I was limiting myself and actually began to think even bigger than I had before. And I'll reveal exactly what happened and how everything came together in the most improbable of ways to make this dream a reality. Are you intrigued by this story and eager to make your own dream come true? If so, consider this your invitation to join a spiritually minded community of people who support each other's highest vision for whom they want to be and how they want to live. You'll find links in the show notes to learn more about how to become a part of my inner circle of members and work with me personally on creating the results you really want in your life here and now. And if you're a performing artist or show business professional, and you want to be more successful, advance your career, and have more opportunities doing what you love using the skills you already have, I can show you how. It's very common for people in the arts to believe that the decisions that affect their lives and careers are in other people's hands, but the truth is you are the one and only creator at work here. You can take back the power you've given to others and to the business. Click on the link to set up a free Empower Hour Breakthrough Session with me and let's talk about what your dream life as an artist would look like and how to make it A living reality I'll see you next time meanwhile walk in grace thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place if you love this podcast I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so also be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.